welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 197. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is a tutor episode where we try to teach you something new. Love it. Mm. You checking out that moth up there? Yeah. Yeah. Is it flying now? No. No, it's Do moths chunk. bother you? No, I love moths. They're, they're just the ugly butterflies. Can I let you in on a secret? Yeah, sure. So last night, when I was walking to bed after I used the restroom... Mm. I looked up at the doorway, or like the entry to go up to the upstairs, and there was a moth sitting right there, and I was like, sounds good, mm-hmm. and went to bed. Did you think I was going to like freak out about it? Yeah, I did. That's why I didn't tell you. Yeah. No, moths are just ugly butterflies. Yeah, I just don't mind them. No. Have you ever seen the really, really, um, they're these really pretty big ones? Like the fucking hairy ones? I mean, their bodies are hairy no matter what. Yeah, like the big hairy cocksuckers. But then they have like the two, they're like brown, but they have like the two blue eyes. Yeah. Oh, so pretty. They're scary. No, they're cool. Are they nice? Moths are nice? Yeah. Oh, really? What do they do? I don't know. I always feel like they'd eat you. No. They're just literally the ugly butterflies. Damn. They come from caterpillars as well. For real? Mm-hmm. Ugly butterflies. Anyways. Are they like the butterflies that got shunned? They're the nighttime butterflies. The Wait. emo butterflies. That makes sense. There we go. All emo right. butterflies. Okay, Sean, what are we talking about today? The seven heavenly virtues. There you go. Playing off of last week's seven deadly sins. Yes. Um, in Christian tradition, the seven heavenly virtues combine the four cardinal virtues of... Prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude with the three theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Alright. Cool, eh? Hey? I freaking at the gym today I pulled my back bad. Just doing nothing. Just like existing back spasm out. Why is that? Why did your back spasm? How can you just do a fucking like throw out a back doing nothing intense? Um, Brock, uh, sprained his ankle by just like stretching it. He was just like stretching it one night and like rotating it in bed and sprained it. Jesus. Now he has to have surgery on it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, babe. So we didn't really look into this. Um, there's also the seven capital virtues. Which are also known as the contrary or remedial virtues are those opposite the seven deadly sins. We should probably do those. Yes. So those ones are chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, humility. I want. I like that a lot more. Cool. We're doing that one. Guys, we are doing the seven capital <laughs> virtues. virtues. Yes. So they're just the opposites of the seven deadly sins. All right. Let's rip. Give me the first one. Chastity. Okay. This does go more in depth, right? Nope. I have to click on it. Jeebus Christ. They're making me really do work. Holy man. Um, Wait, hold on. Hold on. Go on about chastity. All right, guys. Here's the deal. Everyone's heard of what a chastity belt is. Pretty much we're refraining from intercourse. We're refraining from... Doing the things that we should not do until we're married, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, we're just going to have to go the long way. Sorry. For the purpose of having children. All right, guys, here's why chastity is important. And it has a lot less to do... This is this is, this is what I believe. I can't do that on two episodes, right? I, what? what I believe? I can't do what I believe. Uh, we really shouldn't. Uh, yeah, okay, guys, you know what? I'm really confused. Sam's struggling here. Chastity is important because it's important to learn how to discipline yourself and control your urges. By nature, we want to procreate. And so exercising the discipline to wait to procreate until you have the right partner is a very crucial thing for for the raising uh, to to raise a child properly in a in a mother father dynamic uh, where the kid gets both the masculine and the feminine from their parents uh, right now a lot of kids are being raised in single parent households and they're only getting the masculine or the feminine but they're not getting the duo and it, and we're created the, the way we were created was to raise kids as a duo, man and female. Mm-hmm. So then the kid, whether it's a woman or whether it's a girl or a boy, they are raised up learning both sides of feminine and masculine and how to play both those lines. They also learn what to look for in a good man mm-hmm. and what to look for in a good woman. And so chastity so the whole thing behind chastity is you're you're exercising discipline to have delayed gratification by waiting until you have the right partner to procreate with mm-hmm. and so i th- yeah, go ahead with chastity. I think that's I think that's kind of the, the low and skinny on it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there have been multiple studies done to play off of what Sean said. Uh, uh, I remember there was a reporter that went to a prison, and it was like, what, 80% of the population um, were raised by just their mothers? Yeah. Didn't have a Fathers. father figure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the fact uh, women are more likely to get a divorce... Um, with the more like partners they've slept with before they got married. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like by study, pretty much the more hoe a woman was, the more hoe she's likely to be once she's married. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it really does. So yeah, that's chastity. Um, yeah, it's just the definition, just also known as purity is a virtue related uh, oh, to temperance, which is the next one. Um, someone who refrains either from sexual activity considered immoral or any sexual activity. So, that is chastity, which is obviously the opposite of lust. 100%. Yep. Oh, we didn't even go into the fact of, like, chastity to other women if you have a significant other, if you have a wife, whatever. Because um, that was the thing with lust, right? So, like, a big thing with lust is going after, like, shiny things, mm-hmm. new things, yeah. lust. The, the beginning stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, chastity, right? Exercise, purity with only 
Your one partner. Your one partner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which takes a lot of work. It means that you are willing to fight for them and stuff. One hundy. Cool. Next is temperance. Okay. Which is um, the virtue of gluttony. Temperance in its modern use is defined as moderation or voluntary self-restraint. It is typically described in terms of what an individual voluntarily refrains from doing. No shit. This includes restraint from revenge by practicing nonviolence and forgiveness, restraint from arrogance by practicing humility and modesty, restraint from excess such as extravagant luxury or splurging, and restraint from rage or craving by practicing calmness and self-control. That is temperance, which makes sense why it's the opposite of gluttony. Yeah, gluttony is <laughs> overindulgence. Mm-hmm. Temperance is essentially within your means. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I have to go into the importance of self-control, self-control, living within your means, um, and doing. Listen to episode like five on um, um, minimalism. Oh yeah, dude. I think it's absolutely. like five. I honestly, yeah. it's one of our first. Uh, it's under ten. Dude, absolutely. I, it's just. We are in such a and and I'm I'm definitely guilty of it. I fucking want two trucks. It's just stupid. Look at all the fucking Legos, dude. We we we're as guilty as anyone. Um, but we really place a high value on material things. We place a high value on like experiences even Mm -hmm. who has a better vacation who's you know doing crazier shit who's driving like the nicer car you know who whatever like we place so much weight on all that shit um yeah when if we if we practice temperance it's like the minimalism thing you you can find ways to be a lot happier by not always striving for the next bigger thing Mm mm-hmm like you know um there's actually uh i sent you that post that uh children get really overwhelmed with how many toys they have and like very young children so she had like a two or three year old and she was noticing temper tantrums over which toy she had or whatever or like just trying to choose what toy so she limits it now to seven toys and she said like she rotates them in and out but they'll only have seven toys in like their living room at a time and she's like one it makes it nicer for her mm-hmm. to clean up after them but two like the child is just so much happier because they don't have so many options to choose mm-hmm. from so it i mean it, it really goes to show that it can even help like a baby mentally obviously but also us mentally like if we have if you have less options then the decisions can be so much easier for you to make and you won't be so stressed about it yeah, as I want a car collection. Yeah. Dumb as fuck. Go ahead. For the next one? I think so. Okay. Uh, charity, which is the opposite of greed. Um, and charity is the friendship of man for God, What? which unites us to God. Hmm. All right, I'm not buying it. Uh, the habit of charity extends not only to the love of God, but also to the love of our neighbor. There you go. All right. So charity's giving shit. Yep. That's it. 
giving your time, giving your money, giving your knowledge, giving your yeah, time, money, knowledge. What mm-hmm. else you got? What else is there to give? Time, money, knowledge. What else can you give? I don't know. Faith. Give your um. Oh, like your blessing. Time, money, knowledge. You can give your um. Like your emotional uh bandwidth to someone. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever the fuck. Anyhow. Charity. All these motherfuckers in this goddamn world are so <laughs> fucking greedy. Dude, everyone just thinks about them goddamn selves. Don't think about, like, how your actions affect others. How, like, like anything. Think, look at all these goddamn politicians. They don't give a fuck about anyone but themselves politicians there's a bunch of business owners that do that like you have to think of like what your actions are going to do that are going to affect everyone else yes sean i own rentals okay well we did that because we know some people can't buy houses right like they're just not financially stable enough which is fine and obviously we have to raise rents because Property taxes go up, insurance goes up, but, like, we make sure that, like, we're not making, like, a shit ton of money off of people. Like, we do think about, like, our renters and shit like that and make sure that they can keep living. Especially the ones that we like. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, you have to think that about your actions and how they will affect others. You have to. Right. So, with charity... And giving doesn't have to be money. Um, it can be your time. It can be your knowledge. Uh, sorry. We just um heard from our neighbor. Our seventy-year-old neighbor was mowing our eighty-nine-year-old's lawn. Right. Like that is just so right. charitable. Right. Absolutely. Oh, and so it goes like this. If you're not giving now, you won't give later. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, when I didn't, I, I've, I've never really gave much money. Mm-hmm. I, I've done things to raise some money. I've done some challenges, like you know, uh, burpee challenges. I've done challenges and shit to like raise money for mm-hmm. for things. Um, and then I've like donated my time for certain causes. Um, like I donated my time for like a charity, uh, for like breast cancer awareness and shit like that. Yeah. Right. So done things like that. <clears throat> um, but I would say more of the charity I've done, um, is helping people when they need something. Yeah. Um, you know, which can be as little as like helping a friend move. Um, yeah, you know, I've given, you know, friends call, I, I don't do this anymore because I don't keep my phone on me. Um, before I learned how bad it was to have your phone on you at night and get interrupted from it mm-hmm. and, and like the, and like looking at the light and shit before bed, before I knew that shit, I used to sleep with my phone right next to my head. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, you know, I'd give friends, you know, if I'd get a call at 2 a.m., I'd always go get my friends. If they, if they needed a ride, if they were drunk or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, things like that. Now, of more recent, I donate my time um, with, with Whiskeria. Yeah. Oh, Habitat for Humanity. Yep. So I donate my time with Whiskeria. I also do it with Habitat for Humanity. Um, doing estimating. And, uh, yeah, so, and, and, and then, yeah, so in charity, we give away things we know. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'm trying to live on a a lighthouse, Mm -hmm. uh, meth, like methodology now, like the, that where people have to come to me, I'll still give, but they have to come to me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm really big on like giving mm. and helping like your fellow man. I think it's really important. I think too many people, if they're not getting paid, they're not going to help you. Um, and there's times, right? I mean, you got to get paid. You got to survive. But there's a lot of things you don't, you don't have to do. Like, I mean, little shit, right? Kyle, winter storm. Mm-hmm. Kyle and I are driving to work. Winter storm. Dude's uh, stuck in the snowbank because he didn't slow down soon enough. Go push him out, you know. Oh, you helped the guy down the road out of his driveway. Yeah, dude dude down the road got stuck, pulled him out, Mm -hmm. shit like that. You know, it's just just little things to just help Mm -hmm. the fellow person be a good neighbor, you know, uh, help the community Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And I think we need a lot more charity we need a lot more giving Mm. um and the people that the people that don't have the maybe the the time like i do um give some money or something you know yeah um yeah i think that's like a lot better than um like doing things charitably instead of like forcibly right like so taxes are a very forcible charity because like it, some of the tax money goes to like welfare people and whatnot like those people don't deserve it because they're purposely not getting a job so they don't have to do anything you know what i mean but like i know what you mean yeah but giving like your money or time or experience to like people that do actually need it that like are actually trying mm-hmm. like that i think is definitely definitely worth it mm-hmm. and that's charitable on your own times not because the government forces you to pay taxes right all right what do we got next okay um next we have diligence okay which is the opposite of sloth okay carefulness and persistent effort or work um oh okay it is indicative of a work ethic the belief that work is good in itself I love that. Everyone needs to be more diligent. I agree. Um, that's kind of like something we're trying to gain from 75 hard. It's being a little bit more like diligent, I would say. Purposeful in our actions. Mm-hmm. Um, not like we weren't before. We've always been very... We've had good work ethics and stuff like that. But it's made us more conscious of like our time and like more... I uh, more productive, efficient. 
mm-hmm, that's where efficient. I'm looking for. Yeah, we can we can be a lot more efficient so that our diligence is done more effectively, mm-hmm. right? And part of work ethic and diligence. We're in, what's what's bad with that what's bad in our time is we live on the Monday through Friday or the like five day work week 40 hours a week mm-hmm. and it's really bad because it's that is <coughs> that that method is bless you thank you is indicative towards mediocrity yeah um towards punching the time clock uh I was listening to guy a guy talk about um how he's pretty much strictly on performance based pay for every position within his company's performance based pay, mm-hmm. um, and he does performance based pay because if people don't want to work too many hours, um, they can still make a good living as long as they're efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other people that are really efficient and want to work more and get better and crush, he said. He's got people in his company earning seven figures because uh-huh. they're able to work diligently. They're able to like have their position. They're able to hire people underneath them in their position for what they do to help them get more done so they can be more diligent with their time. Oh, damn. And um, and so they're able to like scale essentially a little business with inside the guy's business by like doing that. That's a genius. Yeah, and it's all based on his performance. So the more he can get done, because the, what the guy you know is saying is like, if you work, let's go like this. Say you're an engineer, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of repetitive tasks. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, say you say you have to file shit, or say you have to submit shit, whatever. Say you have a lot of repetitive tasks. Yeah. Say those repetitive tasks take you ten hours a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And you make 75 G's a year or whatever, and that's just part of your tasks you do. Now, what if instead you got paid, say, $5,000 for everything you submit? Every plan you submit, you get $5,000, right? Right. Um, and so then that guy trains an assistant to do all the like smaller tasks, and he trains in that assistant at $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, maybe he does a performance on her. For everything you do, you get... A thousand dollars. A thousand bucks. Yeah. Right. So say he he brings out an assistant. Everything you do, you get a thousand dollars every time you submit this. I get five thousand every time I submit this. So now he's taking an extra ten hours, or maybe he's even working a little more now, um, to do another plan and yeah. say he can get a plan done. Say he can get a plan done a week. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's going a little crazy, but say let's just say he can get a plan done every week. So now he's able to get. Instead of four plans a month, he's now able to get five and a third plans done a month, mm-hmm. working the same amount of hours. He has an assistant submitting a thing for him, so he's making more money mm-hmm. because he's able to submit a whole nother plan, um, and then he's already like into the next one. So anyways, the current diligence diligence of what we have now is like mediocrity punching the time clock Mm -hmm. if we move to more commissions or performance-based pay and people 
took pride in what they were doing and took it more seriously. We noticed this with cleaners. We saw four different cleaners come in. None of them dusted. Four different cleaners, four different companies, not one of them fucking dusted. Did the last one clean the flan- fan blades? I didn't. I don't know. I didn't look. I thought I looked. I looked in the one bedroom and it looked better than it was. So they might have done sure. at least the fan blades. Done at least fan I cannot believe. Do you understand that attention to detail, like that diligence level, to dust? That right there alone Mm -hmm. could get you to be rehired. Mm -hmm. But you can't fucking dust. Mm -hmm. So there's so many things like quality wise, you know, in, in the diligence cycle of work ethic, quality, getting things done, being prideful in your work. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I just don't think we have in, in today's age. And I think a, a lot more people are sloth, you know, yeah. uh, in the, in the realm of video games, <coughs> half-assing their work, yeah. etc., and not being diligent in what they do. And I think that, I think, that could bring us back from where we're at yeah. significantly yeah. Is, is a good work ethic. Mm. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's going to make you feel good if you have a better work ethic. Oh, God, yeah. You have a purpose. Um, kindness, which is uh, the virtue of envy. Kindness. Mm-hmm. Kindness is a type of behavior marked by acts of generosity, consideration, rendering assistance, or concern for others without expecting praise or reward in in return. That is something I think school has taught us, uh, that has instilled in us, is the fact that we like to be um, acknowledged for our accomplishments. And we shouldn't need that. It's part of the virtue, which I really like, actually. You don't, without expecting praise or reward in return. return. So a lot of people won't do an act of kindness or generosity because they know they won't get recognized for it. It's like the person, it's like pushing a cart, putting Mm -hmm. a cart in the cart corral. Yeah. Um, You can tell what kind of individual, so, so you can tell... How a society would be ran mm-hmm. without a a government. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see which people would do well in that based on who returns the cart to the cart corral. Mm-hmm. The individuals that don't return the cart to the cart corral would not be able to live in a non-government society, or, you know, where the government has control and mm-hmm. oversight, uh, like a full judicial system and all that. Um, because they don't they don't follow simple like social constructs or like you know like they're not kind mm-hmm. they're not you know because there's they're not getting some sort of praise or some sort of whatever for putting acknowledgement for putting the cart back so they don't do it mm-hmm. kindness is putting the cart back or so that people aren't running into your cart mm-hmm. someone else the cart boy doesn't have to go fucking chase the cart down right whatever that's kindness Mm -hmm. and so 
you have that on so many levels and and Kyle and I <clears throat> what turns me from not being kind to envy or whatever what's the anger one wrath wrath what makes me go from kindness to wrath real fucking quick is when someone does not hold the door for you mhm instantly wrath dude People will open the door just enough for them to get. They will look at you. They will oh, and look then at you. Sneak in. And then they'll just open the door just enough so they can get in and slams behind them. It's like you are the lowest level of society. Period. And if it was up to like, if it was up to me, those type of people, like if say it was in the eighteen hundreds. In you know, 1700s, back when you could just shoot people. Yeah, you would just shoot them. I would you? kill those people. Yeah. 100% I would shoot them. Um, Do you want to know another, I feel like, huge sign? How people treat public bathrooms. Dude, do you wipe your fucking piss up? Um, Do you fucking leave a poop smear on the fucking seat? Oh, dude, yes. Dude, My we've had a God. real issue with the public bathrooms at Banbury lately. So bad. People are so disrespectful and like that's just so inconsiderate to like just be like oh someone will clean it up for me you are literally let like making someone else clean up your literal shit because you're too fucking lazy too sloth too sloth oh my god yeah so this is where I end up turning to wrath yeah it's where I turned to wrath. Dude. Seven deadly sins. My, um, so my workplace, we rearranged. So now we're, we always have to use public bathrooms in our new space, which kind of sucks, but whatever. For um, real? Yeah. Yeah, we don't have any private. There's the one men's, men's only, but that one keeps getting, um, clogged. So. Oh, we're no. Using that one. So yeah, it's only public bathrooms. Oh, no. The one side, though, it's only us and then another business that's like never there sure so that one not bad the one by me now it's like uh there's indoor storage units oh man so that's the one that all of those people use oh man the other day fucking locked in there and i hadn't had issues in like we've been over there for what a month and a half now i have not had an issue with both stalls being fucked up Mm. walked in there one stall was completely clogged like Mm. about to overflow clogged luckily couldn't see anything you just see the toilet paper but it was clogged and then the other one had the fucking poop smear on the toilet Mm. seat i'm like really you fucking can see that the other toilet is clogged and you just leave your poop smear Mm. all over this the fuck so then i had to go hike the 10 minutes to the other bathroom wow Mm -hmm. that's tough dude bad yeah, so kindness. <clears throat> Let's just go on that for a yeah, minute. Yeah, sorry. At the end of the day, it's the saying we've always heard, treat others how you would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. And if we could all do that and be kind to one another, smile, mm-hmm. wave, hold the door, yeah. offer a helping hand, if you have... if. If you're driving by and you got time and someone's stuck in a snowbank, push them out. Yeah. You know, things like that. 
And I know, like, society sucks right now, so it's, like, you never know if you pull over and, like, someone's just going to just shoot you. But if we don't start doing that, then it's never going to change. Right. Well, and that, I mean, that could go into the importance of carrying in the Second Amendment. That's true. But Darwinism and shit. If someone pulls a gun on you, hopefully you're faster. But, yeah, be kind to each other. Yeah. Goes back to the fucking think about how your actions affect other people. Mm-hmm. Get more to that? No, be kind to people. Be nice to people. Okay. Patience is the virtue of wrath. Patience is the ability to endure difficult circumstances. Patience may involve perseverance in the face of delay, tolerance of provocation without responding in disrespect or anger, or forbearance when under strain, especially when faced with a longer-term difficulties. No. Or being able to wait for a long amount of time without getting irritated or bored. There you go. All right. Patience is a virtue. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that why they say that? Oh, probably. Patience is a virtue. Yeah, that makes sense. Dang. How come we don't hear kindness is a virtue? Seriously. Um, patience. That or chastity. Chastity. Yeah. <laughs> um. Very, very difficult. Patience. Okay, so Andy Frisella. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know how to gain more patience? By waiting. Do things that require patience. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's it. I have to remind myself of that all the time when I'm waiting in line for some dumb shit. I have to be like, okay, the only way to acquire patience is to do things that require patience. Mm -hmm. And then I take a deep breath and wait. What you described patience, though, that's a lot more deep to patience than I thought. Patience, I always thought, was just your Waiting. ability to wait mm-hmm. without blowing off the handle. Mm. But all those other things you said, I am actually pretty okay at. Yeah, I kind of liked the rest of these. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So let's go through them one by one kind of here. Um, I mean, so the actual definition is the ability to endure difficult circumstances. The ability to endure difficult Okay. This is tolerance. I would say, like, in, in, in today's terms, that's tolerance. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of tolerance in struggle. Mm-hmm. And so, Andy talks about this on his podcast all the time. And I've we talk about it, and I've seen it in our life substantially. Mm-hmm. Things that used to get me flustered or anxious do not even enter my radar anymore. Through building up a tolerance and patience for these things, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is when I first started in business, a meeting with somebody, a meeting with a case manager yeah, got me so anxious, right? Mm-hmm. By the time I was done with the company, meeting with the uh, regional manager was like, okay, sounds good. It's just a meeting, whatever. Yeah. Like it went from... Being so nervous and anxious to meet with a case manager to meeting with a regional manager every quarter and just being like, how are you doing? What's new? How's life? Mm-hmm. Does It didn't matter. Yeah. 
and it was also the the difference in how flustered I would get with workload. Yeah. And um and how I've been able to mentally go through and and deconstruct what's important and what's not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then construct a way to accomplish those things, mm-hmm. right? And so through practice of being impatient and having low tolerance, you build patience yeah. and tolerance. Yeah. And so Andy says said this, says this all the time. He's like, the shit he's doing now, Andy 10 years ago would have died doing. Yeah. Could have never. Because people. He could never like survive a day in Andy's life now. No. Yep. So people think that like they, they'll look at you and what you do and go, oh, must be nice. Right. But it's like, you don't, you don't see the 24 years of patience and tolerance being built. And it's the same thing with discipline for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you look at, I've been able to keep like a good physique or like I've been in control of my physique for the last 14 years. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of discipline to eat right, to exercise more days than I don't. To stay away from the shit that's going to impact me negatively, alcohol, mm-hmm. junk food, um, staying up too late, like having a bedtime and waking up early. Like, dude, these things I I do and I build the discipline out on, that's now just like my life. Mm-hmm. It's now just like my life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The normal person could not do the shit I do. They'd be way too overwhelmed. Yeah. Because they have not built that up. Now, I, at my level, could not live a day in Andy's shoes. I would fucking die. Yeah. And so, to get to that point, and what people don't do... They don't do the things that require patience. They don't do the challenging things. They they don't withstand challenging things to build more patience. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all of it. Um, perseverance in the face of delay. So, I mean, like, Sean always gets so fucking annoyed if there's a long line. And I'm just like, what's the matter? Just gotta wait. Yep. Um, tolerance of provocation without responding in disrespect or anger. I think that's a really interesting one. I really like that one. Because it's... Uh, I mean, tolerance of provocation, which I really like. So if someone's trying to pick a fight with you, making sure that you don't react to it, just... Right? I mean, or you can react, but just not in a negative or disrespectful way. Yeah. this That right there is the best de-escalating tactic out there mm-hmm. to not become a precipitating factor. Mm-hmm. And a precipitating factor is like an action that 
provokes a response mm-hmm. from another party. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> your ability to respond in a manner to not provoke someone is massive. Mm-hmm. It's like downplaying a situation to not get into a fight. Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of people, there's people that will, in the group homes, this is big. Yeah. And this is where I learned so much of this shit was in the group home life. Behavioral clinics would try to razz you up so that you would act out on them. But if you don't let what they're saying affect you and you just respond calmly normally they don't have any power over you and eventually it whittles away Mm -hmm. um and so that is 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 a thing that people with big egos struggle struggle with with. Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a really good skill to have is to just de-escalate a situation Mm mm-hmm Yep. Last. Humility. Wait, we've already gone through six? Yeah, this is the last one. Holy smokes. It, we're at 41 minutes, Sean. My back is screaming at me. Humility is the quality of being humble. Dictionary definitions accentuate humility as low self-regard and sense of unworthiness. Mm, I don't say that. Because I've met some pretty confident people, but they're very humble. I guess when they say as a low self-regard and sense of... No, I don't know. No, throw that shit out. Being humble is not... Is not... Being humble is not being cocky. Mm Mm-hmm. Being humble is you confidently knowing you're able to perform a task, you're able to do something, you have a skill set, you, you're you confident in your ability to perform, but you are not arrogant about your ability to perform. Mm-hmm. You're not like asking people to like, um, what was I just saying? Uh, to recognize you for it. Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement, yeah. yeah. Like you do it how you always do it and like if someone compliments you on it like you a lot of people that i know that are very humble are very just like grateful for the thank yous they get or like the this is so amazing and grateful for the praise Mm -hmm. Uh, yep yeah so like i would say i could see that part of the like not worthiness of it because like they're they do always seem so grateful for the the praise. Right. But they're also not searching for it. They're not searching for it. And that praise does not stop them from continuing to better themselves. Right. And so, and they're, yeah. So, so that, that plays into when you are not humble, you are seeking for affirmation mm-hmm. from others. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get a lot of ego issues. Yeah. Um, and that's where you get a lot of like arrogancy is searching for affirmation and that's why you get weird weird actions from individuals mm-hmm. is because they're seeking 
affirmation instead of being confident in their abilities? I do know, like, I don't know if it's a woman thing or just a personality thing, but I like when you acknowledge, like, especially if I've done something around the house, like, I like for you to acknowledge, but I've, like, learned that that just doesn't happen, so I just, like, tell you. Because you'll be like, oh, what'd you do today? And I'll be like, oh, I, like, cleaned the kitchen, did all the laundry, and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, cool. I did today, though. You did. I did today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then usually at the end of the day, you, you it's usually one of your gratefuls when I do things around the house. But <laughs> I need to be more humble with that. I need to not start, but I'm, I, that, I think it goes back to the school thing of like, they taught us to like, to look for that affirmation, right? Or like be recognized for our achievements. Test scores. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I, that's just my excuse of why I'm like that. Yeah. No one likes excuses, babe. That's that is like um that plays into a big communication topic and we could do a topic about communication mm. of oh. not ex- of of not having expectations mm-hmm. for your significant other in the realm of this if i expect sam to do laundry and then when laundry's not done i'm pissed it is not Sam's fault she didn't do the laundry. It's my fault. I did not convey to her that I expect her to do the laundry. Mm-hmm. And so if we had conveyed this and I and it was our agreement that Sam does the laundry, and so if laundry's not done on Thursday like it's always done on Thursday... I have the right to be like, hey, why didn't you mm-hmm. do our agreement? But if in my fucking brain, I just expect Sam and think Sam should read my brain and have laundry done on Thursdays, and so I'm walking around pissed off because it's not because the hamper's full, I am in the wrong. She is not. Mm-hmm. That is definitely like one thing we've had to like work on because sean a lot of time thinks things and thinks he told me yeah sure go ahead no we've discussed this because you're like i don't remember what it was recently but you definitely were like oh i definitely told you about this and i was like no you did not and you're like i thought about it in my head that i was gonna tell you this you know, I think you just don't... I think you got selective hearing. No. Is what I think. Not as bad as you. I think you think you like... I think you just sometimes tone me out. No, I don't. All right. Debatable. Whatever. But yeah, I think that does play very... Yeah. What are we on? Humility. Oh, my God. Yeah. How? What did that have to do with humility? Communication. Expectations. Okay, yeah. Because, yeah. You don't need to be recognized for things that are agreed upon. Right. Got it. Cool, babe. I'm ready for bed. Wrap this shit up. Run through them quick. Quick, 
quick seven of them. What, what were the seven? Run through them again. The seven were chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, kindness, patience, humility. And those are your seven virtues. Seven principal virtues. Mm-hmm. Seven. Was it principal? No. They were seven capital virtues. Uh, same shit. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you learned something. Try to have the seven capital virtues instead of the seven deadly sins. 100%. Think about others. Not about yourself. Communicate. I'm ready for bed. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you on the next one. See ya. Yeah, 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 yeah.